Hey, I hope you're having a great day today. Welcome to Daily Dose. Hope you join us today as we dive into scripture and we take a look at what God's word has to say for us today. Hey, how are you doing today? It is October 19th and welcome to Daily Dose. So apologize for today's dose being a little bit later than usual, uh, but we were uh, cleaning gutters yesterday and um, it just, uh, time just got away. And so uh, today I want to ask you a question. Uh, which kind of teacher in the Bible do you typically gravitate Towards? Do you gravitate toward the one that's animated, the one that jokes, the the smooth servants of God, or do you gravitate toward the lesser known or the suffering, unrecognized uh, servants? And uh, oddly enough, we're going to talk about Paul today, and we know Paul well because he wrote the majority of our New Testament. Uh, but in realistic terms, Paul was relatively un known uh, throughout the uh, apostles or uh, throughout the uh, <clears throat> biblical narrative, I should say, uh, throughout historical narrative, I should say. Uh, but he was one who suffered. He was one who went through a lot. Who He was one who went through uh, quite a bit. And while we know him as this big rock star writer, uh, Paul really did the majority of his work kind of in the background. He wasn't front and center like Jesus was. He would go into towns, he would teach in the synagogues, and he would move on. Uh, and so a lot of times he would, um, I want to use this uh, this illustration of kind of being like a, a ghost, uh, but that wasn't really how Paul uh, worked. In fact, uh, he was more in the background. He would walk into uh, towns and he would spend a good deal of time establishing credibility of who he was. Uh, in fact, if you remember, uh, even Sunday school last week, uh, we were talking about how Keith was talking about how Paul, uh, was the Pharisee of Pharisees. <coughs> he had to establish who he was. And so I'm sorry, the pollen count today is outrageous. And so I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble not coughing. Um, but if you have your Bible, open with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, look at me in verse 21. To my shame, I must say, we were too weak for that. But whatever anyone else dares to boast of, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they uh, are they offering or offspring of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. Are they? Uh, I am talking like a madman, with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, and f with countless beatings, and often uh, near uh, death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys and the dangers of the rivers and the danger of robbers and the danger of my own people and the danger of Gentiles and the danger uh, of the city and danger of the wilderness and danger uh, at sea 
in danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many sleepless nights, and hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from uh, things, there are daily pressures uh, on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Who is weak? For I am not weak. Who is made to, to fall? And I am not indignant. If I must boast, I will boast about the things that show my weakness. So I know I read a lot of this passage, but imagine uh, if you have uh, listened to a pastor at the end of a sermon, he gives usually what's called an invitational. Imagine that this was the invitational that was given. If you are ready to be shipwrecked, if you are ready to be stoned, if you are ready to receive the the, the 40 lashes minus one, which was the traditional uh, maximum punishment that one was allowed to receive, uh, if you were uh, ready to be shipwrecked, if you were ready to go through all of this hardship, come forward and receive Jesus now. Um, can you imagine how many people would just rush, just just absolutely run as fast as they could to the front uh, to be saved. The real, uh, the real answer to that is they probably wouldn't. Uh, in fact, not many would. I, I can't think of anyone uh, who would. And so we talk about this idea of protection. In fact, Paul mentions his sufferings only to defend the gospel and the authority that his ministry has. He's not mentioning these sufferings that he would be put out. He's mentioning his sufferings and the fact that he is defending the ministry in which he uh, is doing. You see, all of these false teachers that Paul is, is, is writing to in Corinth are bragging about their triumphs. And, and Paul boasted about his trials, not his triumphs. He's boasting, he's saying, look at all these things that I've been through, but yet here still I am. These false teachers, they haven't went through this, but I have. And so William Temple has a, has a quote. He says, the principle of sacrifice is that we choose to do or we suffer what apart from our love, we should not choose to do or suffer. When love is returned, the sacrifice is the most joyful thing in the world. In heaven is the life of joyful sacrifice. But in a selfish world, it must be painful. And the pain is the source of triumph. You know, we oftentimes leave out the trials that we go through as Christians. But can I encourage you today? Maybe you're going through a trial yourself. Trials are natural to a Christian because what happens is what God does in those times of trials is he stretches us to become a little better. He stretches us to, to bring us along. He never abandons us or forsakens us. He rides alongside of us so that we may know that we in him have an opportunity. So today, be like Paul. If you will boast in anything, if you will boast in anything in your Christian life, boast in your weakness. That's what I love to do. I boast in my weakness because I am a failure, but through Christ, I am made righteous. I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you tomorrow.